0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Ben Drinkin' Been Watching. Tonight's podcast will be covering 2014's biographical war drama, American Sniper. The film is loosely based on the memoir, American Sniper, the autobiography of the most lethal sniper in U.S. military history by Chris Kyle. The film follows the life of Kyle, who became the deadliest marksman in U.S. history, with 255 kills from four tours in the Iraq War, 160 of which were officially confirmed by the Department of Defense. While Kyle was celebrated for his military successes, his tours of duty took a heavy toll on his personal and family life. This film was directed and produced by Clint Eastwood. It stars Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle and Sienna Miller as his wife, Taya. Tonight's pod is officially unofficially sponsored by Budweiser, the king of beers. I personally had a great time watching and recording this episode, and I hope everyone enjoys. Cheers.
1: Oh, all right.
2: What's going on? Been drinking, been watching. You can sit on your own dick for this one. I will answer, but I need to know the parameters here. It has officially begun that we are rolling. Rolling. Gentlemen, hey, guys. Cheers, cheers. Welcome cheers. back. Cheers to you all. Cheers, boys. Right. It's good to be back. It's been a minute.
1: It's been a little bit. How are you guys doing? If everybody okay?
2: Doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. What do you guys think of the new studio?
1: Uh, I like it. We. Uh, you know, had to do what we had to do for the sound, but we're gonna work on that. And uh, yeah, I think it looks great, sounds great, keeps everything kind of in a nice little, nice little room
2: square box. It's a bit more intimate, a little bit. So, anybody that was unaware, we were uh, we we moved uh, studios. That's what just happened. Uh, we were <laughs> we were out in the uh, living room, dining room before, and now we're actually in a small little <clears> office <throat> same same apartment <laughs> yeah it's the same spot same spot but it feels like a big change right andrew how are you doing i'm doing well it's been a
0: it's been a busy couple of weeks uh since we last got together um but i'm doing well all in all good things i uh i'm really looking forward to covering this movie tonight i love this movie i think it's great it, this one was my idea this week um yeah i'm really looking forward to it ace well why don't we uh
1: yeah, I mean, I'm doing good. Everything's fine here. But why don't we uh, why don't we start with you then, Andrew? You yeah, I just want to
2: wanna, like kick this off with a good question. Why? Like you so you, for everybody, we were texting in the group text message and, you know, we hadn't really come up with a movie that we wanted to do. So Andrew's like, "Okay, let's do American Sniper." And Ace and I just agreed. There was no context given. So Ace and I were talking earlier, "Why this movie and why so confident that you wanted to watch it?" I was about to watch it that
0: night. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I was like, American Sniper fucks. We hadn't done a military movie either. No, we, we had, you know, like we, we hadn't had done one yet. And I know, obviously, like we were trying to dip our feet in, into, you know, every a little, bit of every little genre, you know. So, yeah. I, plus, this is a true. Uh, I mean, obviously, the film's loosely based, but it's a true story. Which, yeah, I yeah. mean, other than
2: Remember the Titans, I don't think we've done well Wedding Crashers,
1: right? Yeah, and The Usual Suspects, and
2: Jeepers Creepers. Really, they all have a kernel of reality to some some degree. <laughs>
1: Well, no. we all know that Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jeepers Creepers was you know we all know it was based off of how they found it McDonald's. Like that's I've heard that everyone knows this.
0: It is. It's it's <laughs> I um <laughs> no fight on this end. You know what was uh like the initial thing that stood out to me about this movie? It's it's weirdly quotable. Quotable, yeah. Like, there's like a lot of really good quotes in this movie, especially in the first like half hour. It kind of has that early Full Metal Jacket vibe, you know, where they're where they're at buds and like they're getting
2: shit on the whole time. It's Full just Metal Jacket, huh? The first half hour, yeah. The movie's like the most quotable military movie I ever. S- I can't I, really think are, of any from this one. It's, you probably
0: haven't seen this movie enough to quote it.
1: <laughs> i I think
0: that this movie is
1: like. I mean, if you're gonna compare it to Full Metal Jacket, and in that sense, it's definitely like Full Metal Jacket light or. You know, like half aluminum sweater
0: yeah I mean it's not it's not it's not to the same, same yeah, extent yeah. but I mean like that's how they kick off the movie like, have yeah. yeah. sure. like what do you what do you think so of? like the like the drill sergeants actually I have a I, I wrote the whole fucking quote down just so I oh nice I'm gonna it. quote the whole movie for you watch me go the guy goes, what are you still doing in my line trying to make this team he goes, everybody knows black guys don't swim and he goes, it's all right, sir I'm not black I'm the new black we run slow we jump low we swim good and we shop at Gap and I make the white folk proud, and I hose down their ladies. I dick them down! <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is, you know, that's a, that's very far ahead in the cast, but that is my favorite quote. For sure. Well, and
0: he's like, this is foreplay! I'm about to put on some Marvin Gaye and get up in that ass!
1: <laughs> I just wonder why Denzel wasn't cast as a... Important part of the uh, of the training because he would have nailed that.
2: You know, is I ask myself that about every single movie that's ever been made. Why wasn't Denzel why cast? No Denzel? We need a bit more Denzel oh, in everything.
0: And the drill sergeant's like, squirrel, where'd you hide your nuts? And he goes, nuts crawled up inside, sir. Those little shits are gone. They're nice and warm now, though, sir. Warm though. Well, no. Bugs is very quotable. I love that. I love the first half hour.
1: All right. Well, what do you think about the whole movie? Like, give me a, give me your uh, so, initial impression. I here. will
0: say parts of it do drag a little bit for me like in the middle of the movie i uh, probably like this, the second and third tour especially i'm like yeah, i feel i feel like we've seen this you know mm. i'm like i feel like we've watched this the same chapter of a movie like four times even though obviously there's different elements to each one yeah um so i did think it dragged a little bit there um the uh, the sound the sound mixing in this movie you liked it loved it you yeah. know um i did a little bit of research on exactly what they were doing um and we talked about it. Uh, the word that you used to describe it a couple weeks ago it was a die- diegetic. diegetic sound, yeah. Yep. Um, whoa, all the um, call that. So, I was, I was reading up a little bit about it specifically for this movie and. Every different type of gun in this movie they went back and act like after filming was done, mm. they had people there firing off guns, getting the recording record. and everything super like cool. that yeah oh, that's really cool, and like the humvees with the um with the rifles on the actual tanks like they had they had those driving firing off actual rounds and stuff like that, so they they clearly put a lot of effort into into the sound,
1: yeah, it sounds that, that that's fucking awesome it sounds that way sounds that way
0: that's um, cool, yeah, I mean th- those are my initial impressions you <laughs> know We'll dive into it a little bit more, but
2: yeah, for sure.
1: Matthew, what do you think?
2: Listen, man, I am I felt very lukewarm watching this movie the first time, and then I felt very lukewarm watching it the second time. Uh, I don't know, like it's it seems very it, Clint Eastwood. It seems like you know he's got his hero character, and you know that the hero is gonna kind of come out on top, and really he does at the end, obviously, you know, aside from. Dying, but, but I don't, well, all right. Maybe I just I felt like it was very formulaic, and I felt like the movie, like it, I was never surprised watching it uh, the first time I saw it, and then the second time I saw it. Sure, the, it, nothing about it really just like got me, and I didn't feel like there were any like r- ideas being explored. Well, it's a true story. Yeah, but it doesn't make it a good movie. No, I mean that's why they couldn't I mean they
0: they kept to the story. That's why well, they're really liberties. They, they took, took their extreme own
2: liberties. liberties. I looked up this guy, Chris Kyle. He's not exactly the hero that Bradley Cooper played. No, now. he's not. So like I that's the thing. Like they they build it as a true story and then they deviated so far from who he actually was. Like I'm not hating on the guy. I've done very little research, but from what I've read, it sounded like he was actually like an arrogant son of a bitch and like kind of a, you know, a, a little bit of a racist and like really just out for blood. Again, don't you know? I I didn't do all that much research, but like that seems like a very different depiction than what. Clinton and, uh, and Bradley Cooper did. Hey, am I
1: wrong? No, I uh, I kind of agree with you there. That's definitely the that was the image they tried to create for Chris Kyle. He was like the he was a all hero. American hero. That's yeah. why I
2: love the movie. Because he's an all American hero. <laughs> yeah, you love your all American heroes. I do. This movie, I, this movie gets me every time. I like Bradley Cooper. Don't get me wrong. I think that Bradley Cooper, you know, it, he, he shines in this movie. I mean, he he has the full weight of this movie. Uh, because well, he's
1: in every fucking scene. He's in every scene. There's and not one there's, scene without
2: him. And there's no other cast. Like, I mean, other than, other S- than yeah. Sienna Miller, but like her role it, you know, she. She's kind of just like whiny the whole time. She's a military wife. She, uh, mm, that I, I, I hesitate to just say yes to that. I would say Sienna Miller was whiny in this movie, and she was kind of a one note player. Like you know, she falls in love with the guy, and now she's tormented by the fact that he's not with her all the time because he'd rather be at war. And yeah, like, it's a military uh, wife. Uh, mm, I don't know about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna justify that. I'll let it slide. Okay. Uh, but like she didn't have a lot to work with, so like you know, I, I felt like their dynamic was off in many ways. You know, sure. he's carrying the movie. Sienna Miller's got like this one note that she's got to play, and it doesn't really give them much room to work with. Um, I'll leave my general impressions with this last note. I don't know if it was a directorial decision or if Clint Eastwood's eyesight is truly going out the window, but the way that her stomach was made to look when she was pregnant, and they're at the, getting the ultrasound, I was like, "Oh, that's a prosthetic," and that looks uh, like uh, an <laughs> awful prosthetic. And then when he's holding, he takes the baby from her in that like dramatic scene where he, uh, the baby looks fake. The baby looks dead. It's like oh, a big wow. doll. So. Uh. I don't know, like the acting, cool writing, and eh. direction. Clint always kills it, uh, and then the the baby issue. Like he clearly doesn't get pregnancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he, he,
2: yeah, all right, fine. What do you think?
1: Uh, it was a no. It was a fine movie. It was a fine. fine movie? It was a fine Clint Eastwood movie where it was very much directed by elderly Clint Eastwood who loves America and just wants to make a manly man's movie but he definitely did it with a little bit more style than i remembered when i watched it back in 2014 and now rewatching it again i was like okay there's a little bit of style to this sure there's a little bit of like nice you know cinematic you know back and forth between um how the scenes blend together and i was like all right that's 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 all right that was cool but other than that i was like okay this was a good good movie like, just, just good movie. I don't think there's too. It's very surface. You didn't. You don't really have to peel too much away to get this movie.
2: Well, maybe that's what I'm. Maybe that's what my hangup is. Rather than everything I just said, it's, it's very surface. Are. Yeah, all the characters
1: are. There's no depth to many. I feel characters. like that's kind
2: of the point, though. I
1: I, I, I agree with you. I, like, I don't think, that I don't is think the point. he's.
0: I don't think he's trying to do anything more. No, like no. Sure, I, I if
1: anything, if anything, this was Clint Eastwood who you know wanted to do an honorable mention for this. Uh, quote unquote American hero.
2: At the cost of how much did they spend on this? What was the budget? <laughs> Forty four million. Forty four million. <laughs> Forty four million. I think they they made
0: that back in space oh, No, spades, excuse me. Though. They made they, it cost them sixty million. Uh, they made three hundred million. Damn, yeah son,
1: dude, you made this for under hundred million.
2: And he made it for a target audience. Clearly, like he oh, knew yeah. what he yeah. was doing. Yeah. Yeah. i'm not saying that's the entire southern
0: population
2: (laughs) (laughs) and the entire military population like he made it for them to uh, like i i won't put words in his mouth but i would imagine this movie like he pitched this as guys i'm making a movie about an american who serves for america literally died for america yeah for americans
1: and 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 for those civilians too whether it be the southerners or anybody in the country who just wants to be told essentially what to feel like this movie was definitely a great way of telling the audience directly what you are supposed to feel with every
2: beat. Yeah, and the and the score, you know, and, it, and the score helped with that. Helps like you a knew lot.
1: exactly what you were supposed to feel. Yeah, and you like you were there with the characters, and it really didn't like make you question anything other than the people who saw it and wanted to question the story itself and the movie itself. Well, like that, the I, emotional beats of the movie are very direct.
2: The emotional beats are very direct, but I think that I, I don't know. I look for a little bit more in a movie and I think that's, that's my hang up. It's like like okay, I feel like if they had leaned into how I feel like if Clint hadn't tried to make him such a black and white like hero and I feel like if he had leaned into the fact that you know, he was kind of actually a controversial figure. Sure. if he had leaned into the controversy uh, if he had leaned into the controversy and then at the end, had come out, you know. Now the audience gets to figure out how they feel about him because clearly he is an American hero. Clearly he dedicated his life to serving America, both uh, on foreign soil and on domestic soil. Mm. So, like, there's something to be said in that regards. But like, mm. just painting him white, you know, painting him red, white, and blue. Yeah, there was it not much dynamic, it, but For it's me. supposed to be from his perspective. No, see, I disagree with that. It's not from his perspective, and the the camera, yeah, but the camera work says differently. The camera work is third person omniscient, so far as I'm concerned. You're seeing the whole picture. It, it, you can step in if I'm overstepping my bounds there, but the way it was filmed, it doesn't give you that sense that you're in his head. But the storyline is is from his perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why it's not going to appear any other way, other than the way he sees it. Well, I disagree. I definitely disagree because it, the way it was filmed, you, you, they don't do enough of a job to give you his POV. Like, I, I, I can, you know, when we're in the sniper rifle, when we're looking down, seeing what he's seeing, sure. But like on a on a day to day, like, there's very much like. We're seeing the whole picture. It's not just him. Like I, when I think of a when I think of a first person uh, point of view, I think of Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Sure, you sure. see what he sees, and because you see what he sees, you feel what he feels. There's also narration so they also do there. parts. They do that
0: in this movie too. Even when he's not on tours, like when he's back at home, they. They do it directly from his point of view. The only um, the only real example I can think of is with the dog. He's the also dog. he's sitting in front of the TV and he's hearing,
2: right, he's and, visualizing uh, an entire battle scene. But that was actually from her perspective. She was coming home to see him. It, well, I guess it was split. You could argue, yeah, it was they, split. they transitioned in. But like that's my point. Like I feel like he's such a complex character. Uh, let me rephrase. Chris Kyle mm-hmm. is such a complex individual, mm-hmm. and I feel like his complexity was stripped away in American Sniper
1: very good very well put that's very well put i think that clint eastwood wanted to portray the world war ii vet in a iraq vet like because that's Which you like, can't do i don't i don't think you can but like even that sitting in front of the tv and it's not on and you're just kind of thinking of you're just adrift you're staring off that's like the world war Two father that came back and you it's know, an
2: old trope. It's an old, old trope. It's been used in a lot of movies. Don't get me For wrong. Sure. I feel like it was effective in this movie. Like, with it was that effective. scene, and yeah. like, because I actually thought he was watching that on TV. Me like, too. First and me second too. time. I was surprised that I forgot about that. It was really. That was that was probably one of the most unique uh, aspects of Clint Eastwood's directorial work sure. in this movie. I was like, oh wow, that's that's a good choice. Where I didn't I didn't feel he had a good directorial choice when they did the slow motion and the bullet going like over a mile. Oh I was like, that was, God, cheap. That that was, was so, so cheap. cheap. That was cheap. I'll give you that. Yeah, that, that was so you.
1: fucking cheap.
2: Yeah, but this is to go back to the first person point of view. I personally would argue it's not first person point of view. I would feel like uh, I, I feel like they didn't do a good job of putting you in his shoes
1: Hmm. i uh, i kind of agree i feel like it was just here's the picture and here's what you're supposed to feel yeah you know
2: which isn't always a bad thing i I don't think it clearly hit its target
1: i agree uh i do have i got a question now that we're now that we're on here very specific um do you guys think that this borders on american propaganda
2: what do you think andrew
1: Like in this film, is this like, and I don't want to like, you know, it's not like a Nazi film, like, like a nation's pride or whatever it was pride of a nation.
0: Well, I think, but I I don't don't think think there's a cut and dry answer to that because I think there's, I think, I think there's two definitions of what it means to be American nowadays. Sure. Like, I think that. I think the whole American propaganda of like the military aspect of it and like the the pride the nation pride and everything the like good that good guys bad guys Yeah, I think that's very old school. I I think you have find, you have to give more progressive thoughts about what it means to be an American nowadays. For sure. I agree with you. I agree with you there. But do you think that this film
1: borders on that? Like just the way that this film is and the way I don't think that- it
2: does
0: it intentionally, but I think that it does it. I mean, I think any military movie does. You know, because at the end of, the, I mean, in most situations, films that cover war and whatnot, they they're gonna the the ending. They're all predictable. Sure, sure.
2: Err, I don't know. The first one that came to mind was Sorkin uh, with a few good men. A few good men. It's scathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, indictment against military practices and feeling like they're on uh, autonomous and like there's two schools of thought. With at least within a few good minutes, like okay, Colonel Jessup ordered the code red, right? Because he thought that those were the best methods he could pursue in order to build the best strength. uh, You know, Marines. He wanted the solid Marine Corps, and he wanted them to be hardened sons of bitches. Yeah, and this is how he was going to run his unit. But the American judicial system said otherwise. They said, "No, you just killed a soldier because of your extreme methods." Sure. So that movie, I would argue, you know, it's it's kind of an anti-war film. But that movie's not really in the trenches, like like I'm talking like
0: when you think of like a stereotypical (coughs) battle movie. Yeah, like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, like A Few Good Men's not at war. No, Saving
2: Private Ryan is also, I would say, an indictment against war. Don't you think? At the end with Tom Hanks, kind of just like as he's shooting away at that in tank coming at him? It, in parts of it, yeah,
0: but I, I think, think that in parts of this, there are too. I think that that's definitely
1: more a story of the boys than American <laughs> Sniper. Um Saving Private Ryan Saving Private is more Ryan. of a story of the boys and the troops and the horrors of war than this American Sniper is a story about that. You know, I think American, the American Sniper had the intentions of being the story of one soldier, mm-hmm. and then I feel like just did a disservice to the kind of movie you could make given the character of Chris Kyle Mm. and just went in the one way that he was, you know, a good man. You just went too hard on that and didn't like give the the kind of back and forth and the pull that you could have with a complex character you and that's just the thing amplified I... the, the goodness and the greatness and like everything worked out for him constantly. Even when he struggled, he just kind of shrugged it off and figured it out. Exactly. Like it was not a real, it just didn't feel like the movie portrayed any real struggle that he could have had as a person.
2: That's well put because like, wait, what are his flaws in this movie? Other than the fact that he wants to go back to war and kind of avoid his family. And it's not really even avoiding his family. It's just, no, I have a different family that I need to look after.
1: And he's institutionalized in it a little bit where it's like, this is just what I do. And this is all I know how to do. I can't protect over here. I can't do my job over here.
2: Yeah. So I guess, okay. I mean, I guess to a certain degree, it would be a propaganda film just for the mere fact that he doesn't have flaws.
1: I think only unintentionally though. I think unintentionally. It, well you know oh man what's the movie in well, I mean his flaws
2: are
0: portrayed in one of the battle scenes when he doesn't listen to direct orders well he's Cavalier yeah like I mean he like gets them all
2: killed but his cavalierness ends up paying off
1: yeah and then I mean that's I true. guess you can only like applaud that if it works out like if it was the if the story went he blew cover for you know to kill it worked somebody out almost
0: it, in spite of him
1: right 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 sure right exactly that's a, that's exactly what that's yeah, I mean but um yeah,
0: what did um what else was there to this movie though I like- actually really liked Sienna Miller, you did, yeah, I thought Sienna Miller did a really good <laughs> job portraying. What she was. I thought she did what she was going for, you yeah. know. Like, I think just from a pure at, you might not like her character, mm. but I thought with how little I don't. Sienna Miller was given to work with, I thought she did a really good job with it. Yeah, I don't well, disagree. she's a good actress, I don't disagree. That's what, and I wanted to talk about her a little bit. I'm kind of disappointed that her career didn't go in a direction that I really thought it could have. What else has she done? Yeah, where to go? She's she has like a list, you know, she's been in movies. But when I saw this movie, I was like, "Oh, she's being cast alongside Bradley Cooper!" Like, you like know, it's gonna in, be fire. I was like, "This is gonna be." I was like, "She's gonna be big," you know. Um, and she's had a, like a lot of roles. She was in like The Catcher Was a Spy. She was in Lost City of Z. She's been in. Um, she was in American Sniper. Fox Catcher.
2: Um, she was in Catcher. That's
0: right. She was Nancy Schultz. She was Mark Ruffalo's. Oh mm-hmm. shit. She's in like G.I. Joe, you know. So like, she's had some movies, but she hasn't had that like. Real big
2: movie. She's been in one note movies. Like even Foxcatcher, it's like her her character was kind of just like, oh, well, all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like nobody yeah, even talks so. about that. I believe yeah, exactly. she was
2: in it. Yeah, exactly. That because movie. when you think of that movie, you think of, oh, Steve Carell, you're fucking crazy in this movie. The way he was fucking nuts. <laughs> And Channing. I guess I don't give Channing Tatum enough credit. I mean, Mark Ruffalo, we always know he's gonna do his thing. <laughs>
1: right. What did you what did you think of uh and back to American Sniper, what did you think of the immediate um, titling of his purpose with the dad scene where, where it's him and his younger brother when they're just kids and they're in The scene he's talking about the sheep and the, the... I
0: love that scene. I wrote that quote. I wrote that quote down too. Nice. Um, yeah. What'd you think about it? That there's three types of people in this world, you know. There's the sheep, there's the wolves, and there's the sheep dogs. Yeah. And I had never actually heard that before. Like mm. I hadn't heard this idea of the sheep dog being like. The, I've heard the sheep and I've heard the wolves. I never heard of sort of like the, in, the in middle between, figure, you yeah. know, which the which the is the sheep dog, the, which is that's who you want to be, you know. Right, what I mean, right, like right. the one who protects his flock.
1: It's the righteous.
0: Exactly, like it's the righteous I, man. Um. I, so I really liked that. I I liked how it was. You know, the southern in the church. You know, like the god above everything you know right because I, I, I really do think they stay true to that aspect of it you know? i mean like, that's huh. the theme
2: and it carries right. through through the whole movie right. so like kudos to them so for i mean sure. that's
0: that's one of the reasons that i really think that i really like the movie is because like kind of what we were talking about before how it doesn't it doesn't really hit you anywhere where you're like not expecting to go you sure know? but it's it's very cut and dry of like this is what the movie is mm. right this is what we want the movie to be Mm-hmm. It, so here you go. You know, like if you don't like it, that's, that's fine. Funny. But this movie is made for who it's made for. Right. They're gonna like the movie and leave it alone. Right. It does, <laughs> like we didn't want it to be anything else. I think. For sure.
1: That, I think that was one of my biggest hang-ups with reading some of the reviews on it. It's like, man, you're missing the movie for what it was supposed to be. Like yeah. They didn't go in there intending to make the movie you thought it should be, which like, nobody does. Nobody well, makes a movie what you think it should be.
2: You no, know, you try your best and you're always going to fail. But <laughs> I, I guess my hang up, though, again, going back to the complexity or the lack thereof of this character, it's like Clint Eastwood has come out with hit after hit and like some complex characters and some complex situations. Like you even look at Flags of Our Fathers. That's a good war movie that interrogates some pretty complex ideas about what it means to go to war and be a brother in arms i never saw it it's it's pretty good it's pretty damn good yeah um right. yeah that's all, all right. i'll say on that but okay, like that, like again that's i guess where i was a little disappointed it's like Clint. like i felt like you had a good opportunity here to do something you know yeah he's getting old no don't even give me that bullshit because then you look at some of his other movies that he's come out with after uh and it's like there's still i don't know but what do you mean like he had an opportunity to do what that's my question all right, so I guess the I, I guess I should state this, and I think you guys both know this, but like fundamentally, when I'm looking at a movie, I'm looking for something a bit more complex. I like ideas. I like you know, I like to interrogate characters. And again, yeah. and again, I'll go back to what I keep saying. It was just Chris Kyle in this movie was very just you know he was he was the good guy. He there he didn't have flaws, and the flaws that he did have were explained away. Right. So I guess that's all I'm I, I guess that's all I'm getting at, and I'm gonna keep harping on. It's just that kind of disappointment. To me, I,
0: I do agree that they should have dove more into his flaws, but I think his flaws are exposed a little bit when he's at home. Yeah, yeah, but like uh, he's uh, like so he's, out of touch with reality that he, he doesn't know his
2: family,
1: but he's not like, what's his name? Um. Toby Maguire and brother is out of touch.
2: Can't believe you just brought up Toby Maguire in our presence. Ugh. Just saying, he's not that yeah. out of, he's not that out of touch. That was pretty fucked up. That was pretty fucked up, Ace.
1: You know what, guys? Listen. I thought I was in a safe spot where I could like
2: say Toby Maguire. No, you are, except you can't say Toby Maguire. <laughs> you can't say that again. Man. Andrew hates Tobey Maguire. Dude, if I say What I'm was free. it? Was it Gatsby that really killed it for It was you? 100% Gatsby that really <laughs> killed him for me. That literally could have been the
0: best movie ever made. And it just sucked. It just sucked. It just sucked a big nut because, because, Toby,
2: because of Toby Tobey Maguire. Maguire was a that's
1: bit, why the great Gatsby sucked.
2: That's what did it for him. Yeah. Yeah. I walked away from the movie not quite understanding why he hated it so much. We saw it together. <laughs> and then he's like, no, didn't you see Tobey Maguire and his stupid haircut and his stupid acting? The whole time during. During the movie, I sat there, I was like,
0: he's <laughs> got the sour fucking puss and on your like, face. And I knew God Toby Maguire it. was in the movie too, but I just like, just went for it anyway? I, like I was like, well, <laughs> well, it's Leo. I was like, Leo and like Joel Edgerton yeah. and like Carrie Mulligan. I was like,
2: they'll make up for it. And like, I was wrong. But like Apparently. When, when Toby Maguire narrates the whole fucking film and has constant flashbacks, it's hard to get that out of your head. So. Oh,
1: that's yeah. I see. I never saw The Great Gatsby. I didn't want to. Oof. now i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna tell you how it wasn't just toby Maguire that made it terrible
2: no yeah you, you, you shouldn't even have to watch because it. honestly he's been so strong in his opinion all these years that i just let it go so like if you could come with a fresh opinion and like maybe shoot down why it sucks other than toby Maguire, that'd be great yeah. <laughs> i actually love the soundtrack the soundtrack's is pretty badass yeah. uh kanye west no church in the wild lana del rey uh young and beautiful Two of my favorites. I play them back to back, next to each other. Ha-ha! So let's talk
0: about how you said. Clint By the way, Eastwood. what do you think
2: of that? I'm gonna make that a thing. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my new on air. That's gonna be like my exclamation point. I'm
1: gonna have to fucking monitor this way more than. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a fucking drum mic. <laughs> <clears throat> yes,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: sire. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sire.
0: What, what, what do you want? I want you to make your points about Clint Eastwood.
1: Do you want you. to? You
2: me? Yeah. You. Oh,
1: you specifically, Matthew.
2: I, I'll make my points about Clint Eastwood. Uh, pretty brief. I think that di- uh, direction-wise, it was great. The cinematography was great. Uh, the way he cut it together, uh, his use of sound design. Quite honestly, when you look at some of the war scenes, like the, some of the battle scenes, rather, they're ambitious, and the way that he filmed them, it. Is so consistent, uh, you know, like you never are taken out of the action. Like it's clearly Clint Eastwood in his element. My problem was with the writing and the use of prosthetics for the baby. Uh, and like Clint, come on, man! Like you're you're so much more talented than this to just give us a one note character in a one note situation. Like you you dress like you. You even had a different, you even had a bad guy sniper in the story. Right. Like, come on. So, what did you want him to do? I wanted him to give us a more complex portrait of this character, especially because after doing all the research, it's so clear that he's not just the good guy. But you would probably get counterpoints to that.
1: Well, I I will counter it right now, which is he also died after the script got handed and like greenlit to go.
2: So you think it was a sentimental decision I not think to it, paint him uh, gray?
1: I believe so. I believe it was more of a and an, like a nice honor and a good memory for him because they were going to make the movie anyway, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, this guy gets shot by a fellow vet that he was trying to help. Like I think the ultimate moral of the Chris Kyle story, Morty, is that <laughs> <laughs> I think the ultimate moral is that he. You know, he had his problems. Chris Kyle, the person, had his problems. He went to war. He came home. He tried to figure it out And the best way that he could figure it out, and you know, help himself was to help other
2: vets. And but like and they linger that. on that so little. Like I feel, I like, know they do. I like, know they I would have been more happy if they had made that a bigger part of it than this whole duel with the other sniper.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. But that's actually a thing. No, I know mm, it was actually a thing. That's but, act- it's not. It's not his. The guy's name's not Mustafa. But that w- that was actually a thing. Like was, that, But he never that really documented- encountered him.
1: He never really encountered the sniper. There was always word that there was a sniper just as deadly on the other side. It wasn't like a him versus But the shot uh, that he took
0: was that's that like the the length of that shot that he fired—that's yeah, the mile. Yeah, like that's. But, he but did he it hit shoot. Mustafa? He didn't that's, hit the sniper. Yeah, the Mustafa's not a real person. Yeah, yeah he but did, did not hit did the, the hypothetical.
2: Sniper. Like you know, the no. character. No, he never no. encountered. So that's what I'm saying. Like I wish they had been a bit more true to like the actual facts. And like I personally would have loved to have seen him actually spend more time with the vets back home. Like show cool. show how he's a broken individual. Show how he needs the other vets to pull him out, and how he's gonna to be a hero back home not by shooting people but by helping these guys heal that to me would have been the more interesting story than just like the 20 minutes we spend with him being like at the psychiatrist being like uh yeah mm, yeah i I don't know what he says, but the psychiatrist is like, take a walk with me. There are people here. You need to help. And they show, they show two scenes. They show the one scene where the guy's talking about how uh, smoking a cigarette saved his life or saved his other hand. Right. Uh, And then they show the scene where he takes those two people out shooting. I would have loved to have seen like a more complex dialogue between those soldiers, like why they went to war, why their story mirrors his, why their injuries physically mirror his injuries psychologically psychologically. And then that could have helped him heal his relationship with Sienna Miller. But maybe there's maybe there isn't that story. Like maybe that's not a thing.
1: Well maybe that's just not the story that Clunice would want to make. Like I I just think that I really think that he just wanted to make like the action war story about Chris Kyle. And that came later. Even though I agree with I agree with you completely. I just think that he wanted to make the the war story the hero story. I
0: think the way that he's able to portray that he was Trying to be a good person, that he was a man of character, they end the movie with him doing those activities, and then he, right. and then he dies doing it,
1: yeah, that's that and I think so that's it almost the thing that almost has more makes effect it, and it really doesn't make know? it that much more fucking tragic, like it, yeah, it absolutely. makes the it makes the like even if Chris Kyle as the the soldier and the real person, like, okay, so he might have been reprehensible, but everybody's a little bit fucking reprehensible. Mm. like he's still died doing something way way more impactful and selfless than most people would want to can't say that they do
2: for sure right
0: because like, at his core he was a man of serious character right mm. right and to say
1: it's like oh yeah well he actually was a uh, he was arrogant and he was this and he was that It's was like well i bet you fucking leave the refrigerator door open like m- longer <laughs> than you should <laughs> well
0: right and i mean everybody has character for of yeah, like your Every person, every person has character. And like to
1: to critique the movie on that alone, I, I and I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying that people that do critique the movie on that alone because they they overly painted Chris Kyle of being a Superman, mm. like a real life Superman. Yeah, fucking leave him alone. Leave him alone.
2: Listen again. Uh, it's it's plain black and white for me right now. It's just I feel like they could have done a better job, you know, interrogating the character. It, I, I really did feel like from the moment we meet him at a young age, he's protecting his brother, and then at the end, he's protecting all the vets. Right. There's definitely room for gray. I, I, there's I, so much room for gray that I, I that feel like, like it gray. wasn't in, in, interrogated in a satisfying way. That's fair. and I expect more from Clint. I expect more. He's... Man,
1: you just don't want to hear that he's an old man.
2: No, I I, I don't (laughs) mind hearing that he's an old man, but what really bothers me is that him being an old man hasn't hindered him from making more complex
1: movies. But what what did he make after American Sniper other than The Mule?
2: Well, honestly, I've been thinking of The Mule this whole time. I know it's a little bit... uh, It's a bit of a farce, you know, the old man becoming a drug mule, but, like, no bullshit. Like, that character is so vile... And then he does such redeemable things, and it's, like it's you go on like the same movie as Gran Torino, though. Uh, you're Gran Torino, though.
0: Gran Torino, Torino so is not racist. wonderful. Yeah, Gran it's Torino just not is not wonderful. It's, it's not like, wonderful. It's, it's not wonderful. I don't.
2: I don't think the mule is that great either. I first. think the I mule is wonderful. I think the mule is absolutely wonderful. It's kind of like a like. Oh, Clint, you just tickled me. Like that was a, <laughs> that was a fun movie where like you toned down Gran Torino. Like Gran Torino, you said gook way too much too seriously but like then this this movie comes along and like the whole dynamic in The Mule is that he is estranged from his daughter and her family like he doesn't really see his grandkids anymore right. so he's trying to make money and be a better person and like he's like oh well let me you know I don't know what they're putting in my trunk but they're paying me for it Okay and I don't know maybe it's but I think the thing about Clint
0: is that he's always true to what he's trying to do in every movie like every every main
2: character that he portrays he has a vision for and he never strays from that vision. You're not wrong. I, I definitely don't disagree with you. I okay, let me say this also something else that Clint Eastwood really does pretty well in most of his movies, maybe you guys disagree, but I feel like he injects a little bit of humor into his movies. I yeah. agree completely yeah, for sure. Yeah. I personally did not feel that in American Sniper. From the moment we start until the moment we end in American Sniper, I'm like, this is heavy. This is very heavy. Like they they they're trying to hit home this idea of like you know we we need to make him a good guy because he's gonna have a downfall at the end that hasn't you know it, like it's completely out of his control. Like it's not like he died at war; he died at home.
0: Yeah, that's, I think it's hilarious. I think that you think this movie's hilarious. I think there are
2: parts of this movie that like I actually like laughed at. When like I what he what he said when they, like were, the the when they were like the baby, like the baby prosthetic. No,
0: I don't give a fuck about the
2: baby. That's you not. I don't I, don't, so I don't. I didn't pay attention to the baby. It took me out of that scene. Took me. So far, out of that scene, I
0: guarantee ninety five percent of people have no fucking clue what you are talking about. If I
2: could quantify that, I would take you up on that bet because I guarantee a bunch of people saw it. I read multiple articles the first time I saw it that they <laughs> multiple were. like, "Did you see that baby?" Do this
0: for a living, yeah. Not regular people watching the movie, which that's who the movie's made for. I am that's a exactly regular right. person.
2: I no, am a no, you are not.
0: <laughs> you are not because a regular person wouldn't be harping on the fact that the baby looked fake.
2: If it took me out
0: of the As scene, the core I would, of their argument. It's not the
2: core. Of, well, it, it is the core. It's 100%. <laughs> the core of your And you just You've got mentioned so close the baby to his microphone.
0: 12 times.
2: Are you counted? No, it's not 12 times. Maybe 14. I like I really hated that baby, guys. I can fucking tell. So, okay. So, I I hear what you're saying
0: about the things you didn't like about the movie. So, but you you the things you didn't like about the movie are things that that didn't happen. So, well, so the baby, happened. No, the baby happened. But you're you mentioned a lot about things that you would have liked to have seen in the movie. So right. now, talk to me a little bit about what happened. What happened in the movie that you didn't like? What happened? So I'm sa- so so you've you've said a lot of things that you wish you saw in the movie. Yeah. So, but those things, I don't want to say that they are irrelevant, but but they don't. They, they well, what you're saying,
2: a, what you're saying, is that I have to take the movie of what I got,
0: right? So t- taking the movie for what it is,
2: because there's no, there's no other cut of the movie. You know? For so like, for what it is, I commend Bradley Cooper. Okay, okay. I think Bradley Cooper did a great job. Uh, what about the sporting cast? The other guys in the, the other troops? So I thought they were all really good. I thought they were good. I was surprised that I, I, I don't recognize any of them. Uh, other than um Kyle, Kyle Gallner's in it, but like Kyle Gallner, um, he was like in. I remember him from Smallville. He um, was also in Nightmare on Elm Street, and he was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Kyle, uh, but I didn't recognize any of the other cast. So some Weird. of the other cast has been in stuff. Um, but like uh
0: Todd from Wedding Crashers, he's in it. I
2: thought that was him.
0: I he's thought Chris, that he's was Chris Kyle's him. brother. He's the brother. Fuck this place. Wow. Fuck this place.
2: Wow. I, okay.
0: Okay. Oh. They should have touched on that a little bit more. I do. I'll, I'll give you that. I completely agree because
2: as soon as he heard that his brother w- went to war, they they really didn't mention it again. Not until right, they met. And they up. just saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Not until they met up, and then he had uh, also real quick. But I'll say one more negative thing, and then I'm only going to focus on the positive aspects. That's so just fine, Yeah. Hear me mm-hmm. out. I think that they did a really. I think one of Clint Eastwood's poor decisions in this movie was the way that he dealt with uh, time jumps. Uh, you know, we, we saw this awful montage of how he, like, they literally had him in one post and they did quick cuts of him killing like four different people. And that was supposed to be like his whole, you know, experience during the first, uh, tour. And then the same thing. And the reason I bring this up is because of the brother scene. When we meet the brother, like maybe two scenes before we had been told, Oh, you need to call your father because your, your brother, he he's going over there. And then two scenes later, he's meeting up with his brother on his way out of the tour. And it's like, oh, wow. I thought, like, the, it just didn't really well, play we well. did know that his brother was military. We knew his brother was military. But what I'm arguing is that Sienna Miller and him are on the phone. And then she's like, oh, shit, I totally forgot. You need to call your father right now. And he's like, why do I need to call my father? And he, she's like, your brother's getting shipped out. She, he's going to war. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, over here? And she's like, yeah, over there. And then, like, literally that's the last we hear of it. We go through like two scenes, maybe four. I some I don't know. I don't know how many scenes, but when we meet up back with the brother again, he's getting on a plane to go home. Right. And what I thought that scene was, maybe maybe you guys had a different interpretation of this when they met up. I thought that the brother was going to war for the first time and this was like them about to miss each other. All of this is to say that I feel like there was Uh, again a missed opportunity something lost in the way that he uses time and i feel like the brother could have been better utilized however now let me focus on the positives i Uh, really did dig that scene between bradley cooper and i'm sorry what's the actor's name todd um, Keir O'Donnell, I think. Keir O'Donnell. Keir O'Donnell, yeah, that's his name. So I really liked that scene. And quite honestly, it's amazing what O'Donnell did with such little screen time. Like that, hmm. How how him and Bradley Cooper kind of like, you know, fuck this place. What'd you say? And like Bradley Cooper has such a good way of being like, oh, that's nonchalant. But then he gets like super serious on a dime. He's like, wait a minute, what the fuck did you just say? And he goes, right. fuck this place as he's walking away. And like Bradley Cooper has this really nice moment. You can totally see it in his eyes. Like that's a, a, kudos to Bradley Cooper. He plays a lot with a little. And in that moment, while he's watching his brother go back to the plane, you're like, oof, his whole ego just got blown up because his brother pretty much just shit on his whole life
1: well yeah he just shit on his whole reason for for being here and like the whole purpose and everything like, he yeah, stands for right like, exactly
2: and he didn't even give him a good reason it was just like we had this brief interaction so now just chris this. kyle is left you know bradley cooper chris kyle is left with this well what did you just experience that like like was it that i couldn't be there for you is it that i couldn't save you are you not his as much of a was, man his brother as was me? Marines, right? His brother was Navy, I thought. Was well, it and Navy? I think I think that does stay
0: true to what they tried to portray at the beginning of the movie, though. How like his brother essentially is a is a sheep.
2: He's a sheep, yeah. And
0: Chris you Kyle know, has to be the shepherd, right,
2: and I mean, well, Chris Kyle's the sheep dog. Sheep dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I I do think they at least they didn't stray from that. Yeah, you that's know? true. So like,
1: that's true. I did feel like it was, his brother was pretty negligible. If anything, it was just another. Character plot for for Chris Kyle, if if that. Like. But,
0: but that's why I think what you mentioned before about this being a very true, like this is a a battle movie, like a battle scene movie. That's what drives this movie is the war scenes. So I think I wh- whoever wrote this movie, um, obviously the books by Chris Kyle, but so this guy Jason Hall wrote the script for this movie, right? Yeah. He doesn't really have an opportunity to kind of show off any chops, you know, because the like the highlights of this movie and that in the the big important scenes of this movie are. All based around gunfire, War. Yeah, you know, like, shit like but that. I
2: wish that they had been. I feel like Jason is it Hall or Hull? Jason Hall. So I feel like Jason had a really great opportunity that he missed. Like I don't know. Again, this, this only is, written one screenplay, that one, uh, two actually that one in
0: Paranoia. Paranoia. Never heard of B. it. Liam Hemsworth and Harry Oldman and Harrison Ford.
1: Damn. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Amber
0: Heard's in it. Yeah, fuck that. Never
2: I'm mind. all set. <laughs> nope, I'm all yep, set. set. Won't see that bullshit. Um, <laughs> that's not our stance on that, by the way. Like, just, we, just, we just don't like Amber Heard. She just sucks. <laughs> she's just not a good actress. Yeah, she's awful. But I will take a stance, by the way, if we want to. Oh,
0: Maybe not right. here.
2: Maybe not here. We don't need to no, we don't need to do that now. Um, But I guess going back to what you were saying, though, like how everything kind of takes place on the battlefield, and that's like really where the heart of the movie lies I'm thinking of Raging Bull. I really am thinking of Raging Bull for a hot minute with Robert De Niro and Joe uh, uh, Pesci. Uh, well, what's what's the girlfriend? Uh, Catherine O'Hara? No, it's not Catherine O'Hara. It's, From what? Uh, Raging Bull. Who's the blonde? Who's the blonde? Oh no, uh, it's not Catherine O'Hara. No, it's. it's and I can look it up. That's gonna bother me. Um, but my point being, you say that an American sniper, Kathy Moriarty. Yes, Kathy Moriarty. Thank you. Um, so. Casper meets Wendy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> and she was in the OG Casper. Uh, so we have in American Sniper these awesome battle scenes, and like you say, that's the heart of the movie. What I really think, sh- what I really think is the heart of the movie, and should have been harped on a bit more, is his home life. So very similar to Raging Bull, the scenes that take place in the ring, in the arena those are really just setting the scene for his home conflict with his wife with his girlfriend with his brother with his uh you know need to really prove his masculinity and the insecurity he suffers in in spite of his masculinity i think what would have been cool with chris kyle with this movie would have been to see all of these awesome battle scenes, but then to actually give a dynamic performance and a dynamic, not just one note scene when he goes home to Sienna <clears throat> Miller, like <clears throat> her, her thing was, listen, you're over there at war. You have a different family and we're missing memories with you. If they could have given those scenes a bit more meat, I feel like that might've been able to punch up what he was going through over in, uh what was it Iraq, right? Yeah. So that that's my only thing. Like I feel like there could have been an opportunity to really get a better character dynamic. Because you're you yeah, are probably. right. The, you are right. The way the movie stands as well, <laughs> the way the movie is, the battle scenes are where everything takes place. That's where the emotional right. heart of it is. And that's why I think that it sucks because all of these scenes at home, which I personally feel are the emotional core of it, I think they're they lack.
0: So my my counter to that would be, do you think the movie is made that way because that's where Chris Kyle himself's emotional core belonged? Do you think maybe he actually didn't have that? He cared more about his life in the military than he did about his home life, which is why. So I think they do a pretty good job of showing you that by not touching on it.
1: Yeah, but, that's actually a very good point. That's a very good point that he is the most present when he's at war.
0: And that's and, when he's the most present. When he's at war, like when he's in Iraq, he's alert. He's, he's in his element. He's a sniper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, that's, yeah. he's performing at like, the top of his abilities. This man, what he's doing is so fine-tuned, mm. and then he can't handle regular everyday functions of a of a husband
2: and father. You're right, but I would have loved to have seen more pushback from Sienna. What's her actual, I'm sorry. Taya. Uh, Taya. T A Y. I would have loved to have seen that brought out by Taya. Been like, okay, like maybe she puts a finer point as to that very thing. It's like you have a different family, and that's not what she was doing in this. She, uh, she was whiny. She was whiny. You're you're not home. You're not with the family. We're missing memories. Okay, well, flesh out your argument just a little bit. You got to become a monster, Taya. <laughs> but put yourself in. I mean, it's much easier said than done. Put yourself in <clears throat> her shoes. Because, I can't uh, because
0: how do you get
2: through to someone like?
1: Right, and... You like, don't. You don't. I, I mean, but, you don't. So
2: it's almost like, like, a, it's almost like a waste of... You, you you don't get through to somebody like that, but the best you can do, man, is to arm yourself. you got to become a monster.
0: <laughs>
1: it seems like
2: towards the end, they're working it
0: out. Go ahead, Ace.
1: I, I, yeah, I think they, 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 they did work it out. I guess there was, like, real struggles between... It seemed
2: very on the nose, though.
1: Everything was on the nose, and even her character was supposed to... Like, you're supposed to be, like, the part of home that is you know, gripping to this real person to be there, yeah. you know, this person wants to be over at war doing his job. You're supposed to just be this one boxy character of come home. We miss you. It's always come home. We miss you. And I'm suffering, mm-hmm. even though that you're suffering. It's, it's really about me when it's the scenes of her and him, it really is all about her and her needs in the relationship. Not anything to relate to Chris Kyle for, you you know you know what I'm trying to say where when she's on the screen everything is about her and why Chris Kyle is kind of portraying her in this way of going to war sure. and doing doing his job.
2: What do you what do you gotta so, say? so so really the
0: the final argument I want to make in favor of the story actually doing a good job of showing like the the weak the weak sides to him. Are when he gets home from his final tour, and he's just sitting at the bar when he's stateside. I thought
2: that was a very good writing choice. You know what right? I mean? I that was and a she, very good and she's writing like, choice. Wait a minute, you you you're telling me you're, like, you're here? You're here in the states? And she's like, your kids, your kids miss you,
0: and he's just like, like and He breaks down. He's like, I needed a minute, you know, because it, and that's it's almost thing, like though. it's almost like completely opposite of what it should be. He should be so excited every time he comes home, right? but instead he jumps for joy when he goes back. Mm. Like the first time that they're like, we're wrapping it up. He's like, I go home in three weeks. He's like, my, my job's not finished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But I think that when, when they do that scene, when he's at the bar, I think that's like the disconnect that she even had with With him, when she was constantly bitching about, I want you to come home, I want you to come home, I want you to come home. It's like, now that I'm home, it's like, I need a minute. I can't explain to you what I've been doing and what I've seen because I just don't want to tell my wife these things. He's like, I needed a beer. Like I needed to just be alone for a second. It's like, of course I love you. Of course I want to come home and be with my kids and everything, but I got to shake this off. I don't want to bring this home, which eventually he does bring it home and then he finds the help that he needs, but- He's definitely aware that I'm different and changed. And I, I don't know. I just don't want to bring this home just yet. Like, give me a second. Let me have a fucking beer. Let me just be in America. Let me just not get shot at. Let me not, you know, have sand in my asshole. Let's just chill. Let me yeah, chill. Yeah, like, I
0: almost think it would have been detrimental to his family's livelihood if he hadn't
2: gotten that beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: You know what I mean? Like, I, think, I think if they touched on his family life more, it might have portrayed him in this. Not so kind light that the story didn't Might want to portray him in. Might have, and I think
1: that was the. I think that was the actual intention of this movie was just to paint him in a good light, not a perfect light, but a, a good light.
2: It was a pretty well directed light.
1: It, it was definitely a well directed light. It was color graded.
2: It was consistent. It was it was well framed. Guys, that was a very substantive disagreement yeah well i'm glad that you were open to it because i felt i i felt like your fist was clenching at the uh, beginning like well, because
0: i really enjoy i think that's what it comes down to i enjoy this movie sure i enjoy the story i really like bradley cooper that's why like our, Clearly. Challenge, yeah. like, our challenge for this week <laughs> i was like let's talk about bradley cooper and i'm gonna talk about the negative aspects of bradley cooper too that's i'm fine. just gonna lead it off with a star is born sucks <laughs> you know, I just want that to go on the record, on the fucking record, right now. Well, guess what? Is it sucks. is
2: officially on the record. <laughs> That's
0: on the record. Stars
2: born. Close. Okay. I I can't. I'm yelling, I can't. I'm sorry. I, no, I can't fight you on that because I haven't seen a stars born. I've I been haven't fighting it. I've I been have fighting and Seeing it because I heard that it's a remake of the uh, apparently a Jeff Bridges movie. So I feel like I would be doing myself a oh, disservice. Really? Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's a remake of a Jeff Bridges movie. What, A Star's Born? Yeah. No, No, it's Chris Christopherson. Oh, that's who it
0: is. Well, it's a remake of like three movies. Like The Star's Born's been made like four times. Okay. I don't want to talk about that right now. All (laughs) right. Clearly Clearly you (laughs) don't want to talk about that right uh, now.
1: We we touched on a lot of this in, in this general discussion, but let's just go through the categories real quick.
2: Let's do the category. Let's bring it back. Let's, Let's bring it, bring it back. back. Let's ground this Let's shit. Let's go back to our roots. <laughs> Did it <laughs> we, work? We've Hold got on, our like, roots back We again. got the roots. I got Thank the roots you, written down. Ace went back. So Ace has been listening to all our podcasts. For anybody that's listening, uh, you clearly noticed that we forgot our categories the last two episodes. Ace, but don't worry about it. But don't yeah, worry about fine. it. Don't worry about it because we got our audio technician wizard here, Ace. Get in
0: quick, Get out quicker with an arm's full of doors in <laughs> your arms.
2: And uh, <laughs> got we've got our... Here. <laughs> We've got our categories. Uh, Morty. We- uh, <laughs> Morty, you're frustrating me. All right. Uh categories. Did it work? For what it was trying to do, I would argue it worked. However, for my personal sensibilities, I don't think it worked. Like it was it was it was going after a certain audience. It was going for the big, you know, it was going for a financial return. Uh, I just, I, I like a more complex story. I I would like to have seen... Before we
1: get into you and all the things that you want, everything that you just... Said what it went after. Who are it you asking did? that question
2: to? Do saying, we have to raise our
1: hand now? Wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like you, you just said like it went for financial return. It went for a certain kind of audience. It nailed both of those things. So by that definition, it fucking works.
0: So I just but said, hands up, Ace, call on me. <laughs> <laughs> call on me, the master. <laughs> to shut up.
2: <laughs> What's up, man? Guys, you this
0: anybody you can't <laughs> from every because per- the movie. Let not- me
2: rap poetic for a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, movie's not, the movie's not directed towards an individual.
2: It's mo- not. That's why the it's movie not. works.
0: The movie is critically acclaimed. The movie killed at the box office. It's not critically acclaimed. It's got seventy percent. It, 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 it got critics, it got six Oscar nominees. The critics claimed it, really, it it's got fine. six fucking Oscar nominees. It won one for sound editing, which it deserved. Actually, a pretty solid. Os- actually, a pretty solid Oscar year.
2: Um, we can talk about that a I, I always like to bring it back to the Oscars. Yeah, we gotta bring it back to the Oscars because those represent the best of the year. Um, yeah. I'm in theory. Jesus Christ. In theory. Well,
0: from well, quotation, quotation marks. Here's the thing though, from the, did it work? point of view, that is kind of what you have to base it on. Well, we right,
1: got to go back to did. the
2: parameters. How does it work? Weird. You just... What you makes said it work? Them,
1: You said them in your doesn't work explanation. Did it do those things? Yes. It did everything it intended on doing. So sure. before
0: I talk about those Oscars that year, I, I think it works. Matthew can say he doesn't. I think he knows it does, but we'll let him say it doesn't. <laughs> it works for thoughts. a certain audience. Yeah,
1: it totally worked. It totally worked in the sense of it, it had a specific audience. It had financial return. It did everything that it intended on doing, and it was not shy or secretive about what his intentions were sure okay so, and so it, i, and it did I those agree things. with you
2: guys it did those things it technically works
0: all right do you want to
1: get into the oscars or do you want to go so on the next category I, gi- right I
2: just want to give a little bit of an
0: idea of what came out this year because yeah because, right. 2014, this was right? like a, for that movie to get six oscar nods in a year that came out a lot of shit came out it That was 2014 year. So, yeah? 2014 yeah. yeah so so from the top like the main ones best picture birdman one
2: yeah, which, oh, that was a powerhouse movie, Bird, dude. Birdman Bird one movie. probably
0: doesn't age that well. Um, I disagree. Those Oscars, I think Boyhood probably should have won that year. I um, never saw it. Never saw it. Or Boyhood. even um, even Grand Budapest was pretty good. Grand Budapest. Is, See, oh yeah. fuck you, Matthew. Matthew, and, fuck and yourself. Grand Thier- Budapest. Thier- is American great. Sniper. I hate and, that. So anyway, me. the nominees: Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest, The Imitation Game. Imitation Selma. Game was good. Imitation Game good. Benedict. Benedict. Um, Selma, whatever. which Selma is Selma a very was thematic good. movie. Yeah, I mean that's a good movie. I really like Selma. The- oh, excuse me, I take back everything I said. Whiplash should have won. Whiplash, Whiplash was also won. nominated. Well, no, 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 not against Birdman, but
2: Whiplash mm. was good.
0: Um, best Director, uh, Alejandro Inarritu won for Best Director. Didn't he yeah. win the next year for forever, Reverend? Forever. Forever. Yeah. What a
2: motherfucker! I know. Like, um, like what a motherfucker! You so son of a bitch! This will kind of appease Matthew. Clint Eastwood was not nominated. For
0: Best
1: Director. No, see,
2: I don't agree with that. I think that he should have been nominated. I think that he did a good job. I just think Not for writing, Best Director,
1: though. Not, not when, a, when you got those, those so movies. So, Inner E2, um, well, Richard,
0: Linklid, got those, yeah. Richard Linklater, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, um, Wes Anderson, and Morton Tildum for Imitation Game. Best Actor. Whoa. Oh, that was Morton. I've worked with Morton. Best Actor. Eddie Redmayne won for Theory of Everything as Stephen Hawking, which we all knew he was going to. Oh, for Ste- Steve oh, Carell was nominated. Sake,
2: indeed. Wait, no, didn't Michael Keaton win? No. No. no Steve no. Carell
0: was nominated. Bradley Cooper was nominated. Benedict Cumberbatch was nominated. Michael Keaton was nominated. That's a five right there. Like, that's a starting five for Best Actor. It's yeah, bad.
1: it's pretty good, man. Especially um, for the movies, though. Like, right. for the movies that they were in, it's like, mm, okay, fine. Best was Actress. Uh,
0: Eddie, Eddie Redmayne won. He played Stephen Hawking. Stephen yeah, B- that's duh. not, I'm
2: just not a big Eddie Redmayne. Fan. Uh, Julianne
0: Moore. No. Julianne Moore won for Best Actress. Her. I
2: love. For Still, Julianne Alice. Moore. Um, take
0: Marion Cotillard was nominated. Felicity Jones was nominated. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl and Reese Witherspoon. See what I mean? Like this is oh this for, is a for, good, Wild, though, for Wild though. Right? Wild, yeah. I, I th- feel like
2: no. I definitely feel like Reese Witherspoon should have won for Wild though. That Rosamund was a Pike was pretty good in Gone Girl too. Gone Girl. Yeah, was a she good was pretty movie. Good. good. Gone Girl is Gone amazing. Girl's so good. But like um, really, when you think about that, you don't think about Rosamund Pike. You think about Fincher,
0: supporting actor. Oh, come on.
2: You, I think I you should do. all know
0: who won Supporting Actor. Who did? J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. yeah for J. Whiplash. J.K. Yeah, Simmons so is the good. shit. That was one of the cleanest Best Supporting Actor wins. <gasps> Not quite my tempo. What, the movie? No. Oh, no, no, no <laughs> it's a quote. I was like, yeah, it's a quote. No. Yeah, mm. J.K. Um, Patricia Arquette won for Boyhood. Um, so, let's talk about screenplay, Adapted Screenplay. American Sniper was nominated for Adapted. Um, so, that's the third... Nominee that it got. Wait a
2: minute, real quick. Let me. This is gonna sound like a stupid. This is a stupid question. Did they base this screenplay off of his? It's biography? strictly based. Oh, well, it's loosely based off the memoir. Okay, right. I guess that makes sense. That's why well, I said it was and, told from his point
0: of view.
1: And that's that's why he was a producer. Like he was in the works of yeah, making did this you screenplay. You Ace that. told me this earlier. I did know it. I saw it on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. He was a producer, and I think it was the day before he he died is when um Hall handed in the script and they got the approval.
2: Damn. So, yeah,
1: so he was definitely within he was he had his hands on the movie. Early. Early, like in, in its first adaption of uh the, the,
0: the writing of it. Sniper won for best sound editing. Yeah, you and know it, it you're went you're right though. It went up against Birdman. It went up against the Hobbit it went up against interstellar and it went up against unbroken ooh i bet christopher nolan was pretty upset i probably.
1: think that i think that birdman should i think birdman was a uh, so
2: well designed in terms of sound
1: sound i think that was one of the most ambitious things that you could do with sound not only with the camera of making it like seamlessly um all one shot within the movie yeah. or like very like very fr- infrequent cuts mm-hmm. but to do that with the sound as well mm-hmm. to blend it like that and the way that the different soundscapes of all the settings went back and forth
2: come on that was awesome come on come on man like american sniper was pretty good sound.
1: american that, sniper know. was good i would i would say it only won because it was louder
2: well it also got nomi- <laughs> it got nominated
0: for mixing for sound mixing and then the other no- nominee it got was best film
2: for, yeah, I would argue for wait, what, what, no one, kidding. what one wow. editing? Grand Budapest? Uh, literally fuck yourself Dude, buddy, I don't know
1: what your vendetta Against Wes uh, fucking he Anderson is sucks so
2: much dick Damn, dude that's Not such that I a have a problem with people sucking dick Suck all the dick you want, but keep it off of my cinema Dude, it kind of sounds like you hate like people that suck. suck. No, I don't hate people that suck dicks well, Suck as much it, it dick sounds as like you want Whiplash one Whiplash won. Best film editing. Best film editing? Oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, that definitely makes
0: sense. So that's my little spiel about the Oscars. Obviously, I like to touch on it every week. Um, That's fine. I'm more than happy to move on to the next category. (laughs) All
1: right, next category. Movie or film? Andrew? Film. Matthew? Movie. Fucking movie, Andrew. What are you talking about? It's a movie. That's fine.
2: You need to have a roller coaster ride in order for it to be a, a film. film. Yeah, I and agree. This is just okay. We're we're getting our hundred fifty million at the box office on a forty million dollar budget.
0: Is that what you need to have in order for it to be a film? Yes. Who? Don't fucking try me. Says who? Says me. Are you in charge here? <laughs> are you are you the one in charge?
1: No, but I agree. I think that there's a. There's no, now we're depth. in charge. No, there's there's a little bit more depth that you have to have for, at least for me, to consider it a film.
2: Yeah, this isn't a film. Like, it was well done... But no. I said it earlier. It's surface. It's a
1: surface movie. It's a good movie. It's a movie. And
2: when and when the soundtrack tells you exactly how you're supposed to feel from moment to moment from scene to scene, I I like a little bit more ambiguity. Yeah, you're, uh, amb- you're, ambiguity.
0: You're
1: you're spoon-fed the emotions the whole movie.
2: I'm like, eh, get out of here with that nonsense." now.
0: Okay, I'm going to stick with my film, but that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Why
2: though? Yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, why? Because it's Because so- good. That doesn't make it a film. <laughs>
1: Why He's not? right, you know. Why not? He's right, you know. Why not? Like,
2: What, was what do you that?
0: mean, why not? Yeah, what do you mean, because mean, it's so not? good? I think there's more substance to it than you guys do.
2: I just spent like an hour describing why there isn't. And I spent the entire hour saying I agreed to disagree. Yeah, for oh, fuck's you sake. You didn't like, bring a solid argument to it. I don't have to right now. <laughs> <Then> <laughs> I you thought can't your call it a film.
1: I think your arguments were good. I just think that his arguments were better. Your arguments being Andrew and his arguments being Matthew.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, next category. He, ne-
2: he needed to win one week at least.
0: He finally won one.
1: It's true.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you um, not hear my argument about the Irishman last week?
1: Yeah, we all
0: fucking heard
2: it. <laughs> uh, Do we want to get back
1: into that?
0: No. Do we
2: want no, to? I Do don't. we want to? No, because
1: I've no. watched it since last time. I fucking bet you have. <laughs> I bet you have. Um. Next-
2: and, and you and I were talking about this at length last night. I
1: know. I know. And we could just keep it to that.
2: <laughs> Alright. Alright. Moving on.
1: What's Next, the next category? category is theater or on demand? Demand, Matthew.
2: It's unpopular, but uh, I I think it would go to on demand.
1: Mm, Andrew. Yeah, I do. And I agree with Andrew. It's definitely going to theater. This is marketed for people for so theaters. So now,
2: why? <laughs> the, well, the only reason, the only two...
0: <laughs> why? Because I want to know why. What's your argument?
2: <laughs> because I'm going to fucking destroy whatever it is. <laughs> Listen, the only two reasons it would go to theater is because of Bradley Cooper go, and Clint go. Eastwood. you just said,
0: uh, You just said both of them. That's all you need. He's right, you know.
2: Thank He's you. He's right. Like that, that, That's like, literally
0: all you need to know. Like, why if, not even-
2: if you made this movie with any combination other than those two it's coming i mean to theater. any combination that's not
0: true well,
1: no i think that i think it's targeted for a theater audience it's targeted for the people that enjoy going to the movie theater and like and, will it's, Target- sound.
2: and it's targeted don't even get me started about the sound it can win all the fucking sound design oscars it wants the sound it does- is designed for theater it's, it's not-, not
0: designed to watch on your tv
1: yeah, well, if you got a bows, a lot of the people have bows in their in their in their homes, which is for fine, but stereos it's it's for the flat a theater. Streams. I understand that it's for a theater, and but I think that the context is for theater. Like the context of the actual movie is for theater. People want to go and feel inspired and good after watching a heartbreaking movie like this.
2: So what's your argument? It was just that. It was you swap out Clint, you swap out Bradley for anybody else, and this movie is not going to theater.
1: I don't know if it could be made without Bradley or without Clint. I think
2: it could could have been made better without Bradley or without Clint. As an on-demand movie? You're a fucking moron.
0: Next category. (laughs) Get Scorsese in here. You know that's what I'm going to say every time. If Scorsese made it, it would go to on-demand. Right. Well. That's what you just said. You said any other director. Yeah, The
2: Irishman. He made it specifically for Netflix. Yeah, and theater. God, you no, he made it No, no, hold on. He made The Irishman for theater, well, knowing that Netflix it was going it. No, Netflix produced it knowing it was going to theater. That movie was always being made to be seen on the big screen. Scorsese sat back and said, "Okay, as long as I get it on the big screen, I'm fine with it going to the small screen." So,
0: fuck yourself. But but how does that help your argument? You just said it was always made for the screen and it didn't end up going to the b- major big screens. No, it did. Yeah, it did. But not all around here. Yeah, but it
2: went to the big screen. It went, it went to, the to the big, big cities.
1: It went to the big cities. It went cities. to the big place. Okay, it did not get the, it didn't didn't get get the a mass, mass distribution. Release, no,
2: because it didn't need to. Getting a mass but
1: it didn't need days. to. It's also that came out in
0: 2020. That was, 2020. was before that but, this quarantine happened. But, yeah, but Again, this that was question, 2020. that this was 2020, question This question is, is 2014. today. Is it yeah. coming to theater? Or is today, it's it still coming to theater. American Sniper is still coming to theater.
1: Again, today, 2020, American Sniper gets made by Clint Eastwood starring Bradley Cooper. It's going to fucking theater. Hands down. Hands down. There's no argument. I agree. Alright, who stole the fucking movie?
2: Andrew?
0: The drill sergeant in the beginning. The black one.
2: In the beginning? mm mm-hmm. oh, I loved right. him. Matthew? The baby. The prosthetic oh, baby.
1: That's a fool. That's funny. I really didn't think anybody stole this movie except for uh, the black recruit who said that he dicks him down,
2: mm. which, So you guys are in agreement.
1: That's just so, that was so fucking funny. I can't believe that I forgot that. And then watching it again, I, I laughed for it. I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so fucking hard. Like I can't watch the rest of this movie because of that fucking line that was delivered so perfectly.
0: Uh, I just thought it was fucking great, but
2: like I think it's a stretch to take that one great line and equate it to Full Metal Jacket's entire opening. It's hour. not
0: that one line. I gave four more examples. Yeah, but I, I also think it's a bit I think it's longer. I think
1: it's a stretch to also compare it to Full it's Metal Jacket. Like I said, it's definitely fucking half aluminum sweater, half aluminum sweater is. I guess if you wanted to call it's half the
2: movie, right? Like the whole. Being on Paris Island, that's a little like, bit of a third, a little like, bit over it's a, a third. It's like it's like it's a like, half an
0: hour of the movie.
1: It's a little bit over a third. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bit over. Vincent D'Onofrio
2: puts
0: the the gun in his mouth at like the thirty three minute mark.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit over a third of the movie.
2: Okay, now I'll, I'll eat that.
0: Favorite line in the movie,
1: Matthew.
2: I don't. I don't have one. I definitely don't have one. Mine it's is not. A- it's not a quotable <laughs> movie to me. Like nothing. Like other than what you guys have said, which I've enjoyed listening to you repeat. <laughs> Nothing really stood out to me. Like, oh, I'm going to remember that line.
0: Andrew? Uh, this is foreplay. I'm about to put on some Marvin Gaye and get up in that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I really I really did like a, hey, baby, how'd you like to fuck a rodeo star? <laughs> when he goes in yeah, and yeah. catches his girl fucking cheating on her. And then... He fucking like takes him in the headlock and like obviously this is the big manly man thing and he's like oh let me get my hair. He's like baby get him his hat. Get him his hat. And you punch him in the mouth. He's like Chris you can't just keep punching people. You can't just punch everyone. He's like, take
0: your hat and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's like put the little hat on and get the well, fuck out. But he says out. he's like I'm not a redneck I'm from Texas and she's like what's the difference. He goes well we ride horses and they ride their cousins.
1: That's a good line. That's that's a great line. line. That's a great line.
0: You want me to keep going?
2: (laughs) No, please. I would love you to keep going because I honestly, like, I walked away from the movie being like, huh, well, well, usually there's something quotable, but.
1: One, one, uh, One last thing that I want to comment on about this movie is how did you guys feel about the first phone call during the firefight scene when he's on the phone with his wife And the firefight breaks out and she has to watch on the other or listen on the other side as she just told her husband. Where
0: she's leaving the hospital, you mean? When she's leaving the hospital. (coughs) I did think
1: think that that was a very well done scene. I don't think that it was surrounded by everything else that that scene had in substance. But I thought that scene was well acted. I thought that it was like... Em- emotionally just you had me right there from that scene on i think you had
0: me well it's very emotional and you almost don't know whose side of emotions to like empathize with more his for being shot at or hers for having to listen to her listen to her husband be shot, be shot, shot at. at and you like
1: know? but and think about this man like if you're a if you're the spouse of a service member and like that's your fear every single day your fear every single day is that your your person's not coming home to you Sure, and you get like that one brief sense of, "Hey, I know you're okay because I can talk to you." and like your worst fear unfolds in your ears over the phone. your worst fear unfolds over the phone, and you can't you, you there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do except listen on and yeah. I, I I thought that that was portrayed really well, and apparently that actually did happen that didn't happen how they showed it in the movie, but it did happen where he was on the phone with his wife. And he dropped it and they got into a, like a little skirm, skirmage. And he didn't, he couldn't call her for three days. There were three days where he couldn't call her.
0: I'll, lean, I'll side with him on that. I wish they portrayed that.
1: I do. I do too. You know I what do I mean? too. Like,
0: I'll, I'll give you that one. I, that, I didn't know that. That would have been really cool.
2: That
1: would have been, like... been cool. But it, it, even still like, man, that's horrifying. And I think that the idea that that is so horrifying, I think they really did that well in that scene.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I, you guys
1: have any comments on that.
2: No, I agree with you. I I remember watching that scene though and being like, "Hmm, this seems like a very inopportune time to be making a phone call." <laughs> I agree. I agree. That was the that was the only thing that I had to say. And
1: oh. all right. Now now that you got that, what did you guys think about the second Firefight,
2: even more inopportune.
1: I was I like, "Why are that, you
2: making this phone call right now?" I thought now? that, that was learn more. Your lesson?
1: I thought that was more obnoxious. That one seemed far fetched. That one seemed like I'm coming home, baby. It's like it, it's like Elvis Presley is fucking I'm coming home. Like, baby. Elvis yeah, Presley say, as, a fucking, like Elvis. as the uh, as the serviceman is like, "I'm coming home. I've had enough." Yeah, and like in that time, like when you're getting shot at and you're like doing the thing, it's like fucking Clint. Come on, dude.
0: That's one of those scenes that's definitely shot like for the trailer. It's shot for the trailer. It's shot mm. for the people. It's shot for the heartthrobs.
1: It's shot for the people who this movie was for. Like that when scene. They, I is bet when for they them. showed
0: that on the screen at the Oscars, it was probably that scene that like oh, they showed the clip for. You oh, there were I mean? there were definitely
1: tears.
2: And even Julia like Roberts the was in the front row going, "Yes,
1: <laughs>
2: yes, that's great acting." And I'm over here being like, "Motherfuckers." <laughs> It
1: is good all right. the next uh, the next question is what would you do differently? But I feel like we've covered that all podcast.
2: yeah. you don't even de- you we don't really even, don't need to go into We that. don't even need to go into that because I feel like that's been my entire argument this whole podcast it, 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 is what I would have done differently
1: That has seriously been your whole fucking argument,
2: yeah, all but right no, actually, let me let me turn this question around though because I'm interested to hear what Andrew would have to say. Andrew, you've been vehemently defending this movie since we started. Hey, listen, man. A couple of times I've said I'm with you on that. No, no, and I acknowledge that. But, like, you know, in all sincerity, though, if you were a part of this production in any way, shape, or form, whether it's being the writer, producer, director, acting in it, like, what what about this movie doesn't work for you that you would have liked to have seen done just a hair differently? Or maybe majorly differently? Go to Ace
0: first. Honestly, I'd have to think about that for a second. Uh, I it.
1: personally wouldn't like to have Clint Eastwood directing this movie.
2: Why? Uh,
0: I don't
1: know cuz I think it, I think it's I think it's too easy to steer away from the things that you talked about that you should have shown in this story. Mm. It's too easy to steer away from it when when you're Clint Eastwood. And I think that somebody... Well, with-
2: he does have the power of Hollywood behind him. I mean, nobody's fucking with that dude. No, like, He I mean- literally shows up on set and he's like, I'm going to do what I want, and what are you going to say about it? And everybody's Ooh, like, well, that's sounds." Well, so you know, the, like, yeah. the
0: director and the character who played Chris Kyle also had to be signed off on from the father of Chris Kyle. And,
1: and oh, really? Mm-hmm. No kidding.
2: Did any of that change after Chris Kyle's death? No, everything
1: they had already sold it. I think I think no, they already they, had it. Uh,
0: I think you, they already had, had it. I think um I don't want to say that I wish Clint Eastwood didn't direct it, but I think like Peter Berg could have done really well with this. I think like Ridley Scott could have done a good job with this. You know, like I think there's other directors who could have 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 taken this in a direction.
2: That's a good
0: one. Yeah, I think there's other people who could have taken it in a certain direction. I agree. Um, Obviously, I mean, I don't think Martin Scorsese would direct this one. No, this this isn't a Scorsese, you know? Like, I don't think.
2: No, my, my point with Scorsese earlier was that he really knows how to put you inside somebody's shoes.
0: Yeah, and I think even if like,
2: say, like Catherine Bigelow made this who made like zero dark 30 and she made, um, her hurt 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 locker. locker. Yeah. Dude, like that's what I get. I probably could have done this. You I've know? refrained from bringing up the hurt locker, like this whole podcast. But like, when I think of a good, like modern day war film that like shows the complexities of what it meant. To, I, again, I not again, but like just to state, I have not served any time. I have not been to Iraq. I have not understood the full complexity of what it means to be over there during, you know, the wartime that we've been experiencing for the past 20 years. But, like, motherfucker, if Hurt Locker isn't one of the best war movies to come out in the past 20 years, I don't know what is. Like, that movie, I, I walked away from that being, like, that that is the complexity I want to see in a soldier because uh, Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, is it
1: Jeremy Renner in the Hurt Locker? Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Oh, at the shit. end of it,
2: at the end of that movie, I walked away being like, "You are not a hero, but you were also not a villain. You are caught up in something way bigger than you." No kidding. And that's what that, that's what I would have loved to have seen this with this movie. I'm sorry. I know I keep bringing it back, but yeah. Well, you didn't see that. Sorry, you didn't see it. So sorry, but you know no. what? Yeah. Well. Sorry, man, but no, but no, I don't know
0: why they portrayed him as a 30 year old. When he when he, he, joined, the, at like when he joined the when corps, like, yeah, he was he was twenty five. Like I, yeah, he you know. was he was a younger. Well, man. I don't I don't think it lent anything to the story by having him be thirty. And that's maybe. kind of what no, I was getting at earlier. Either.
2: It like takes unnecessary. It uh, does take some
1: unnecessary uh, uh, liberties. Yeah, it? it
2: takes unnecessary liberties with this guy's story. <clears> and it's like I don't know why don't you like. Stick well, I, I, a I also feel closer. like
1: the uh, the bombing of the embassy being the catalyst to him going into the service. Like that's no, not true was, at all. It was that's not true at all.
2: Wasn't it
0: 9 11? No, no, 9 11 happened um, after. after. Yeah, yeah before, after it butts. happened before his first tour, though.
1: It happened before yeah. his first tour, well, but obviously, well, because well, of, that's what. So, what happened, the way that I, I see it as, is it was the bombing of the embassy, and then right after that year, it's the exterior of the army recruitment.
0: Well, he's in the he's in the he's in the uh, office. Yeah. The, yeah, he, yeah. Like
1: immediately, you
0: he he. It's from
1: one scene to the other, but that's not what from what I've read, the very little googling that I've done on Chris Kyle, that's not what got like that was the other option if he wasn't going to be a rodeo star. It's like either I'm going to be a rodeo star or I'm going to go be in the service. So that was a little a little much. I think that was like a little fairy ish and um the. Seeing 9-11, even though it's like that was dramatic and almost obnoxiously dramatic, I think that was definitely the the beat wasn't like, I got to go save the world. The beat was, fuck, I have to go to war. Like, that's what the emotional beat there was. Like, we just saw a pretty significant attack on American soil. I'm in the service. I am going to war.
2: I hate to equate it to this, but when I when I saw the 9/11 attacks uh on the screen within uh this movie and then it jump cuts to him actually being at war. Again, I hate making this analogy, but it reminded me of the jump cut in 2001 Space Odyssey with the bone becoming the weapon. It was uh, like sure. wow. It was like All right. okay. that's that pretty good okay yeah because it's you know essentially you're jumping years it, it was years we invaded afghanistan first after world war ii uh wow <laughs> <That'd> be, take <laughs> no, a breath will you we invaded afghanistan after 9-11 correct and then years later we showed up in Iraq and right. that's where we find Chris Kyle. So we see him watch the nine 11 attacks and then we see him in Iraq. And this goes back right. to what I was saying About earlier, the time jumping. The time jumping. I yeah. don't, th- I don't think that Clint Eastwood did a very consistent or thorough job of really fleshing that out within his, uh, directorial style.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I got, I got to agree with you. And with that, I'm going to say anything else on American sniper?
2: Are we done with the topics? Is that it for categories? That's the
1: categories, boys.
2: Motherfucker! All
1: right. Uh, next is challenge. Andrew presented the challenge of, was it top three or top five Bradley Cooper? Uh, it was top three. It was top three Bradley Cooper roles. And I want to start with motherfucking Andrew. What are your top three? I know you love Bradley Cooper. What are your top three Bradley Cooper roles?
0: So I really, really do love Bradley Cooper. Um, I know you do you really you love Bradley Cooper I do I just think he's a great actor like I think a little bit closer to the microphone sorry I think he's a great great fucking actor um so I'm gonna start from three and then go to one okay Um, I like it so number three is the hangover hangover yeah very good hangover Bradley Cooper I think he's great
2: um I'm nervous that we're gonna have the exact same list it's definitely possible Um, just maybe
0: well, excuse me. Before I do my three, two, one, I want to honorable mention Sack
2: Lodge. Wedding <laughs> yes, friends. I'm so happy you just did that. Um, so <laughs> call back to episode one right there. Sack. So number three is um. <laughs> I can't the, name is sack. the merging of two families. Number three is, is uh,
0: Phil from The Hangover. Number two, Richie DeMasso from American Hustle. Mm-hmm. And number Fuck one yeah. is Chris Kyle. Okay. Those are those are my top three. I I, I love the Avengers movies, but I wasn't going to put Rocket. You know, like I, thought. he was pretty good as Rocket. He is good as it, but like I mean, that's he's a fucking raccoon, <laughs> and it's
1: all he's a over. raccoon, yeah. and it's his voice.
0: So those are my three.
1: All right, uh, Matthew.
2: Yeah. So I am going to steal your first two answers, and then at the top, I'm going to put uh, his character in Silver Linings Playbook. So again, I I feel like <sighs> I don't know. I I when you said top three favorite Bradley Cooper movies or roles, I kind of laughed and I I was thinking like other than rom-coms and his David Russell stints, like, he hasn't really been in much that's really stretched his. Well, range. I mean,
0: he has. He's been in the Mule. He was in A stars Born. He was but in the Mule. He wasn't really doing
2: much different than uh, he was in Joy. He was in War Dogs. He was in. He was pretty bad in Joy. Um, War Dogs. He was good in. But he, like, really, that's Jonah's movie. He's in Serena. He was in. Um, Did you see Serena? No. I'm not like. Un- I saw The Pl- Place Beyond the Pines. That's a cool movie. It was a cool movie, he but he wasn't that. He, he wasn't. wasn't it was well, Ryan you know Reynolds' movie. Well, and then he no, had no, to no, take no, on no. the He's second Limitless. half. I Limitless, actually, he was fun. That was fun, but like I wouldn't say that's a good acting role. I, well like he did I, I don't know like i'm not trying to be pompous about it but like when i think of like you want to talk about top three performances i'm lo- again i'm going back to I'll, i'm looking for something a bit more dynamic and like the three roles surprisingly that like provide him the most uh dynamic uh, dynamicism is fucking his two david o russell movies and the hangover surprisingly this the hangover dude he's got he great. range to play with
1: i think he was great in the Hangover.
2: But, like, um, come on. How great is he? Is uh, what, What's the guy's name in Silver Line Playbook? He's so good. Pat. Pat. Yeah, no. It, no, that's confusing I because him and, and you, you're wearing your ring, but he's dead. No, I'm actually married. Nikki and I are getting back together. She hugs him. Slap. Music cue. Oh, dude, that movie was so good.
1: You can come and sleep with me if you want, but you can't make. Noise going in or out. So it's that's like, what the, the fuck? I yeah, think, it's I like think, she's
2: fucking crazy. Yeah, but I,
1: I liked her more. I liked um oh fuck. J-Lo. J Lo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jenna Lawrence. Jenna Lawrence. I liked I liked her a lot more than I did uh Brad Cooper in that movie. I thought that movie was but fucking you, annoying.
0: Oh. what are your top three Ace? Yeah.
1: My top three are I'm gonna say Phil. From The Hangover, I thought that was good. And You know, all right, l- l- before I carry on, I got to say that it was really difficult for me to take on this kind of challenge because I don't really have a top three role why did no
0: one give me a counter then? I literally was just like,
1: "No, like, dude, I, I, no, we were I letting like, you
2: roll with it. We, dude, we were seriously no, no, no. letting you roll."
1: I didn't, roll with I, didn't it. I didn't want to say. It's like I can't think of anything because I think it's, I think it's still good to talk about. I don't because think it's that Bradley a challenge. Cooper, yeah, I don't think that Bradley Cooper is so dynamic in range as much as he just does. As much as he just enhances the roles in
2: the movies. He that enhances the movies he's in by the way he comes at the roles.
1: I just think that a lot of the movies that I liked with him in it. It was, he did a good job doing. I wasn't annoyed by it. I think that he did a good job as the character he would cast it for. Mm. And with that, my favorite movies with Bradley Cooper in it were The Hangover, um, American Hustle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I loved American Hustle. I loved his character in he was American so Hustle. so good. And the other little uh, fun fact that I love about American Hustle is um, there is a great, I think, uh, inside the actor's studio. Yes. With, with Sean Penn. Yes. And uh, Bradley Cooper is in the audience, and he asks Sean Penn a question. And then there is a Louis CK bit when he's on stage, and he's like, "These fucking people that go like to the inside the Actors Studio thing, and like they're they're asking questions to Sean Penn, and like he's just he's just ripping on the people who are like aspiring actors and like want to get into the industry. He's just making a solid fucking bit, ripping right into them. To then in 2013 have his head humped by fucking Bradley Cooper, who was literally in the audience asking a question to Sean Penn. I think that is just an amazing thing that just lined up. And I I, I can't take it away I just I just really like that. And the second the third and first one that I really liked was Burnt. I don't know if you guys ever saw that.
2: Burnt. Why does that sound familiar? But the one where he's a chef?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the movie. I thought the movie was a little bit full of itself,
0: but I really
1: liked him as a struggling chef.
2: Oh, that's refreshing to hear. I was worried that we were all going to land on the same top no. three.
1: Burnt was cool because I liked him as Adam Jones, as the struggling chef who was who dealt with addiction and he dealt with uh, the glory of you know being the best chef and having the Michelin stars and uh, like this this self punishment that he does for not. Being the chef that he always wanted to be, I thought that was pretty cool. I also thought that the fucking movie lacked a lot of things, but yeah, his but character that's not, you know, was well, cool.
2: Yeah, that's not what the category is about. It's about you know his performance. Yeah, so if, I thought he if you I thought responded he was to, to the performance. I think that's awesome.
1: And that that that's me. That that's, that's honestly that's that's all I got.
2: I don't have any
0: problem critiquing Bradley Cooper where it's necessary. Like a star is. Born.
2: <laughs> would, would you admit?
0: <laughs> If it's necessary. W-
2: would you admit or would you concede that Bradley Cooper is more or less a one-note actor?
1: I think he's pretty one-note.
2: I no mean, one's asking me, but
1: I am. I think that.
2: Well, we'll get it to you. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, seriously, he does, like, really confident, cocky pretty well. He does, like, fast-talking, smooth guy really well. I haven't seen A Star is Born. Andrew, we know how you feel about it. But, like, he's very frustrating in it why is he frustrating
0: because the whole time you know what's going to happen at the end and it's all just because of the does terrible he decisions he makes does he die he's such a fucking alcoholic and it's just like oh uh, god he's he's infuriating he's in wet hot american summer too yes he, is. he was he, yes, really
2: he is. funny in him. you know <laughs> he was really funny in that yeah he's, he's awesome he, in that yeah, he was in
0: snl
1: too with uh Polar. And he was in Midnight Meat Train. He was totally in Midnight Meat Train.
2: People forget about that. I forgot about that. I fucking forgot about that too. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, he does so- what he
0: does really well.
1: He does what he does really well, but he also does a lot of the same thing. There's not a lot of range when it comes to Bradley Cooper, especially if it's going to be his face on the screen. I feel like he, had, he was trying a couple things in his career earlier, and then after the hangover, I feel like he just knew what he had to do and he could just kind of like sit in this area of cocky, confident, like you just said.
2: Well, I, f- I, I feel like he knew what he had to do. And then again, I haven't seen A Star is Born, but it felt like with A Star is Born, he's like, let me try and break out of that.
1: Sure. I and haven't seen it either. We, but- we haven't
2: really seen him in anything else yet. However, I am excited, nervous for, I'm excited for his role in Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. Uh oh do you mean the untitled Paul Thomas Anderson project? Well, it's currently titled Soggy Bottom.
1: Yeah, for everybody who wants to do digging. It's not Listen, Soggy motherfucker. Bottom. I
2: am one of those people who wants to do digging. Before Phantom Thread was even announced as the main title, I knew it was the call sheet name. That was the alias they were going under. Oh, I saw on. I saw the original camera test photos uh like when they were like even before Daniel got on site. So yeah, I am one of those. People. The kid who made Uncut Gems is starring in the Safty. Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Him and Alana uh, Haim. Alana Haim. From, yeah, uh, she's a singer. Yeah, she's from the band Haim. That's, that's her Oh shit! End. Yeah, you're right. And I saw them. They opened for Taylor Swift. And <laughs> and I remember you telling me that. And do you know who's playing the lead role? Bradley Cooper. right? Eh? No, Cooper Hoffman.
1: Uh, looks like Bradley Cooper is. No, top it's not. Role.
2: God damn it! I just told you who it was. Is it's, that Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid? Yes, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. He's well, playing the main star. Well, if I'm kind if, of like a Dirk Diggler character,
1: let me tell you, because I'm looking at this uh this cast here, and at the top of the list with a very listen, handsome, motherfucker,
2: don't even get me started. Very, I've already been looking into this for weeks. I've been looking into this handsome, for weeks.
1: A very handsome Bradley Cooper profile picture. Yeah, well, that's name. nice for Bradley. And then one. That's two, nice for Bradley. Three, Four, so we're all in agreement five, it's six.
2: Bradley Cooper's movie. It's not Bradley Cooper's movie. It's <laughs> not what? Bradley Cooper's movie.
1: In in he doesn't even have a name.
2: Cooper. It's Cooper Hoffman.
1: Cooper Paul. Hoffman doesn't have a name here next
0: to what the char- I'm like get got no character. Name. I'm gonna
2: get so fucking pissed. And look at that.
0: Look at that. Nope. Paul Thomas no Anderson picture. clearly thinks very highly of Bradley Cooper.
2: He's hey, got no picture. Hey, real quick, what else have you been watching since we last met up? What are some movie titles?
1: After after I watched um, uh, American Sniper, I had I, for a couple of weeks I really wanted to watch uh, Out of the Furnace.
2: Yeah, with uh, Bale and with Bale Affleck, and Casey right? Affleck and, and Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. I, Sam love Shepard. Sam I dude, when I saw Shepherd. that, I was like, oh dude,
1: Bale's fucking Shepherds in this. You guys see this? I love Sam Shepard. We know. Um, and who else? Motherfucking uh, Woody Harrison. Willem Woody. Willems in it? Willem's in it.
2: That's right. Willems in it.
1: Uh, and Forrest Whitaker, which is like the, What a badass cast. Oh, oh man. Cast. That, I watched the movie. I was like, damn, this movie holds up as pretty fucking awesome. Is that was
0: like, a Scott
2: Cooper movie? It is. That is Scott yeah, Cooper. he's a genius. Yeah, it is. Scott I don't think Cooper. he's a genius. He's a genius but... He made Black Mass. Well, I was just oh, about to on. say I Andrew. worked on Black Mass. Andrew. It was uh, <laughs> Black Mass is not That's my next pick, so I hope you're all ready. Oh, well, it's a good fuck. thing you have like two and a half weeks to go.
1: Yeah, seriously, dog. What do you guys um,
2: dislike about Black Mass?
1: A lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, mainly, it's the what pacing.
2: What did you marinate this
1: steak with? It's the pacing. Uh, I didn't like the the they acting, the way him, that man. they made the scenes kind of go. It was just not. not it was, not, it not, was no. a little bit of garlic. A, a little, little bit, bit of soy.
0: That's
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it.
0: I like the stories.
2: But I Black Mass is a great story. I thought it was a family recipe. It is. A secret. Secret I haven't watched Stanley a single recipe. movie. You haven't watched watch anything? I've just been, no been, I've just
0: been watching The Sopranos. Oh, oh good for how's you. that going? How go? I'm you. like so have you got, invested have in The invested? Have you sopranos? gotten through the Steve
2: Buscemi stuff yet? No. Ooh, okay. Let him get there. I just, yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah.
0: finished season four.
2: Uh, Would like cool. that have been in Buscemi, though? No, is that five?
1: I, I don't know. I haven't
0: seen it. It's been a long time.
2: I haven't seen Steve Buscemi
1: I have not seen this movie. All right, this show. Well, you, whoa,
2: whoa, oh, that's right. You haven't seen The Sopranos. I never watched The Sopranos. It's amazing. Dude. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet
1: it is. Everybody Dude. who watches this is amazing. I'm four
0: seasons in in three weeks. Good for you. Yeah, man. That was, they're hour long episodes. Good for you. Good for you, man. I don't sleep at night. Yes, it's you do. Right. Because right. I just watch The Sopranos. The Sopranos. I just soprano And then, up, right when I'm about to fall asleep, I just put Big Mouth on a Rick and Morty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just I just try to soprano as long as I
2: can, and then I just I get soprano a big mouth. until it hurts. Yeah, soprano forever. Do you hurt? <laughs> do you, you ever see that Doors movie with Val Kilmer? I'd love to know what do movies you hurt? people want us to do. Yeah, that would be a cool thing. Quite uh, honestly, I don't really care. I I I,
1: I, I kind of like this whole um, let's not build a camel thing. Let's just let everybody pick a movie, and yeah. then no matter what, no arguing. Even if you don't want to watch it, watch it. Do your job. Come in with your arguments. I
2: like where Ace's head at, heads at, but I feel like what we should do is whoever's buying the booze that week gets to gets to choose. So like for example, last week you bought the wine, you're able to pick American Sniper. I was gonna suggest like now Ace gets to choose. Because I got he the beers, up the beer. and then
1: I'll pick the movie. All right, cool. That's I like that. That's those good. are
2: the parameters. That's the those parameters. are the parameters. I like the
1: parameters. This is good, and that means that you have the booze next week.
2: That means I have the booze next week, and I have the choice. And then so you get to pick get for the next. Ready, motherfucker. Yeah,
1: I know we're gonna be watching fucking like, Freddy the got wrong- finger. <laughs>
2: Coming at you, fucking I'm wrong down, side man. of the wind. I know you are. <laughs> I'm so down. <laughs> Have you seen Freddy Got Finger? I know yeah. we probably at. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. just like. I feel like it's a it's a better movie than people give it credit for.
1: It's a great comedy, especially at the time when it came out with Tom Green at the helm. That was not only is it a rip good comedy torn. and
2: Rip fucking torn. Rip torn
1: is one of my favorite people. And Wilmer Wilder,
2: Wilder, Wilder, Wilder Valderrama. No, who's no, the, not Valderrama. Who's the Who's the Rocket Man?
1: Oh, God. Who is the Rocket Man? Well, he who was, are
2: we talking about? Freddie Got fingered. Yeah, he oh, was also... Harlan Williams. Harlan, Harlan Williams. Yeah.
0: yeah, dude. He's so funny. That's fucking funny. When right. is Judas and the Black Messiah coming? What
2: is Judas? The one
0: um, mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya is in it and LaKeith Stanfield. Um, you, and Jesse Plemons um, about Fred Hampton, the Black Panther. Uh, you I sent no me the trailer idea. for it. What's I it have called? no idea. What but I is I it called? Jesse Judas Plemons. and the Black Messiah.
2: I love Jesse Plemons. That guy is Matthew sent fucker. me
0: the trailer for it like two months ago.
1: Dude, one of my, um, one of, uh, Kern's co-workers' Martin looks just like Jesse Plemons.
2: <laughs> is he really? Yeah. I love he's Plemons, J-, he's J. Edgar Hoover. What? Why do I not remember this movie?
1: Dude, does Jesse Plemons look like a fucking a weird alternate version of Matt Damon or what?
2: He does. He looks like a retarded Matt Damon. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if I can say that. I'm sorry. He looks like You just did say it uh, and it's fine. Shit. I'm sorry guys. I didn't mean it the way it came out. That sucks
1: <laughs> retarded, but not like to
2: <laughs> Andrew's grasping to his forehead right now going you motherfuckers. You've just sank this whole podcast. This whole podcast. Ruined, I didn't mean it.
1: They canceled us. Thank you, Matthew. Stop and with talking that, about it. He's going to cut it out. <laughs> with, <Fuck>. with that, <laughs> I think we can, we could sign off with
0: that.
2: Are we going to end on that note? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck this is a good. The Fresh juice. Prince of Bel-Air
0: reunion's coming out. I don't do want to do fucking talk it about it. They're doing it on HBO Max. I don't want to
2: fucking talk about it. Is it going to be like half hour installments? We're, We're not talking it. about it. I, I don't, don't want to fucking about talk about it. What I do you mean you, mean you, you don't want to talk I about it? I told you. We went over this
1: for an hour last night.
2: We didn't talk about Fresh Prince. Oh, we talked about dating ourselves with the time and motherfucker.
1: Good. We talked about the Fresh Prince, and we just had the discussion of the two vives. the two. Oh, the vids. two
2: Vibes. That's why I closed that tab. Yeah,
1: today. and that's why we got to fucking shut this
2: podcast down. We got to shut it down, motherfuckers. I'm My Alex. name is Matthew Belts. I'm Andrew Hogan. I'm Alex Camano, and this has been Jake and been watching. Catch the next time, folks.